0: to Your Life Choices podcast with me, John Deeks, and I'm joined by journalist Brad Lockyer, who's also from Your Life Choices. Welcome to you, my friend. Hi, John. This Thanks the, for having me. This is the first time we've actually uh, been on together. Uh, it is, it is. And the reason you're here is to talk about a very important
1: subject. A very important subject. Uh, the class action that has been taken to the federal government on behalf of older Australians who are be, uh, alleging they're being discriminated against for eligibility under the National Disability Insurance Scheme.
0: That's right. Anyone over 65 is not eligible for NDIS.
1: No, that's correct.
0: There is a, uh, a class action being instigated and that's the, the core of your article in Your Life Choices. Yes. Rick Mitri, partner at Mitri Lawyers, has taken up the cause and we've got him on the line now. Welcome, Rick. Thank
2: you very much, John.
0: What brought this action to the fore?
2: Well, there were a number of people that came across uh, our discussions in general NDIS class action. And those people were people who were over the age of 65 and had disabilities, but due to their exclusion from the National Disability Insurance Scheme, NDIS, they were left out, left out for the rest of their life, unable to obtain proper uh, support uh, be, be simply because of their their age.
0: And I'm, I'm guessing the reason the government's done that is because of ka money?
2: Well, unfortunately, yes. The reason is that the government's trying to save money and they're leaving people to rot on on mattresses that are over 30 years old sometimes uh, because it's going to cost them money to replace that mattress or or, or to support the individual in in other ways. (laughs) In our minds,
1: it was totally inappropriate. Right. What are they offered instead if they can't access the NDIS? If they can't access the NDIS uh, because,
2: I suppose... uh, in my opinion, discrimination against them because of their age, then they can go to MyAgeCare rather than NDIS. MyAgeCare is uh, something that uh, has limited access uh, to funds, and unlike NDIS, MyAgeCare has capped levels of funding. Right. It's means tested, it requires fees and contributions, and most importantly, it doesn't ascertain the care need of the individual. In other words, the individual is not properly tested. And that's got to be a fundamental right for all disabled people, I think, and and, and people around Australia think the same.
0: I'm surprised, uh, Rick, that there's uh, no no law against discrimination preventing people over 65 to access.
2: Well, there is. uh, Quite frankly, it's Commonwealth Government's acts beyond their constitutional power uh, when they enact the aged care requirement of Section 22 of the NDIS scheme, the NDIS Act, which was... uh, Passed in 2013, there are a number of areas which the government is breaching. Not only what you just mentioned, but there are other areas, and I can come to them
1: if you if you like. There was issues, uh, constitutional issues, wasn't there? That the NDIS was rolled out state by state, and which meant it was timed, and people were missing out on coverage when they shouldn't have been.
2: That's right, and that's, that's actually uh, one of the breaches of the constitution as well, under the uh, external affairs power of the constitution. The Commonwealth Government has a duty to enact legislation that's consistent with the treaty. Now, you know, we signed a treaty when I think Julia Gillard was the Prime Minister, uh, which was at the Convention of the Rights of Persons with Disabilities. The Disability Convention, it was called. And due to that convention, prohibitions on all forms of discrimination compared with NDIS, which only supports people under the age of 65. That's just pure discrimination and a breach of the Constitution.
0: Is this going to be like the castle where you you go to the federal court and uh, the High Court of Australia and, uh, you know, a man's home is his castle. Uh, There's a a situation where it's just unfair discriminating against those under 65. How do you think the courts would would, uh, receive that?
2: Well, the High Court, I think, would be very sympathetic to people who are suffering because of the breach of the Constitution by the government. There was discussion, and there still is discussion in the legal team, that we go to the high court first, get the constitutional issues resolved, yeah, and then go to the federal court, lower court, to start the class action. I think uh, that will be the process, and uh, we're just waiting for the litigation funder to agree with us, which hopefully won't be too long now, to launch the proceedings in that fashion. The the Commonwealth government just cannot discriminate based on state residency. I think you mentioned that before. Yeah. Due to this, you know, this staggered state by state rollout across the country is precisely what the government did. Under Section 99, I think it is, of the Constitution, the government can't legislate preferences from one state to another. It's just ridiculous. They have tried it. And they're still trying it. You know, you you hear them on television now saying that, uh, oh, well, you know, this is going to be very costly and, Etc. Etc. But they've got to find a way to pay for these individuals who have been shot out <laughs> this, on the side of, uh, of uh, uh, this case and uh, told that they can't get any compensation. Lots and lots of money is spent on uh, other uh, things that are not uh, to do with the, the good of the people. Quite frankly,
0: have you spoken to the NDIS at all?
2: Uh, they won't take our calls uh, at, at this stage. I don't really want to speak to them at this stage. I'd rather the government be in a position where they might have to change their their position when they hear what the courts have got to say. I think that there are other individuals who are trying to get the government to change or turn around, but I don't know that that's had much success. So, no, the answer is I haven't spoken to them yet.
1: So not only would it be a breach of the Constitution, it's also you're listing it as a breach of human rights. Would you be willing to take this further than Australian courts if that was the case?
2: I think we've done that with the convention that we signed up on. Right, right. And we are under an obligation to, once you've signed up with a convention, you're under an obligation to uh, conform with its rules. We have not done that. And as a result, we're breaching our constitution. That's why I think, well, I'm reasonably confident that the High Court will say that's a breach of the constitution. It's illegal.
0: How many people have you got so far in the class action, Rick?
2: There are just over 700. It was the uh, last figure over the weekend and counting. And that does not take into account the carers who are also able to benefit from the NDIS program because uh, as carers, they're committed to uh, looking after the members of the class and people who are, uh, have a disability, but it's restricting their lives as well. So they deserve some sort of compensation and military compensation for the money that they spend in travel and in medication for the people um, who have uh, got a disability, etc. So when you count the carers, it's a uh, lot over- Thousand people at the moment.
0: So, Rick, uh, just uh, for us down here in you know ordinary land, uh, what is the process? So, you've got um, here we go. I've got Mitri Lawyers doing a class action. What is the process, and approximately what is the time frame?
2: Well, the process is uh, anyone in position that we're talking about, they've got disabilities and they're not being cared for, uh, then they are able to lodge a claim with us on our website, Mitri Lawyers website uh, will uh, show them the document that they have to f- fill in and, and prepare it and submit make a submission to us uh, to join the class action and we would join them and then uh, they would become a member of the class which each member of the class will benefit, I hope uh, when the government uh, loses the case in the High Court and federal court.
0: How long do you see that time, fr- time frame uh, being Rick?
2: I hate to say it, but you know, the High Court has a lot of work on its hands, and there's a, a long line of people waiting to uh, go through the High Court. It, it, it could take uh, about a year or so to have this heard, and then the class action aspect of it in the Federal Court will take another, many, in a few months. But unfortunately, there's, uh, it's happened before, and things like Rover. They, these things take a, a fair while to get done, but they're worth the wait,
1: to be honest. Would you be pushing for back pay for that, so from back from the start of the class action?
2: Well, yes. So, you know, any losses that the class members have suffered as a result of the conduct of the government, whatever losses they have made, we will be making an application for those losses to be compensated.
0: Is there a cost to any individuals to join the class action up front?
2: No cost whatsoever. Every class action has financial support from a litigation funder. Litigation funders are investors in class actions and they uh, expect, of course, to get a result from their investment. They, uh, well, they hope to get it. Uh, but if uh, uh, whether it's win, lose or draw, the litigation funder pays everything and does not require any assistance or any payment to be made by any of the class members or the lawyers even. Hopefully they'll pay us a little bit, but that's <laughs> the... Uh, business of a litigation funder is to uh, is to invest in these sorts of cases and claim a commission when when everything's finished. And the commission, of course, will come from the amounts uh, paid to the individuals who have signed up.
0: Rick, is there uh, degrees of success in this or is it uh, your uh, motivation and your goal to have everyone over 65 receive the same benefits as those under 65 do now with the NDIS?
2: Very well put with respect. John, I don't think that uh, I have heard before that there may be a degree of success, degrees of success for members of the class. It, every member of the class will receive equally what is available to other members of the class, and that's uh, uh, if, if it's not done that way. And we discriminate against our own class, we might as well just, you know, bury the hatchet and leave it alone. There's no way in the world that we'll discriminate against any of the class, whether they're, uh, over sixty-five or certainly uh, uh, under 65, they're probably getting the benefits of the anitis anyway.
0: Rick, if there's somebody who wants to, to join the class action, again, what's their way to, to do that?
2: All they have to do is to fill in a form, which is on our website, on the Mitri Lawyers website. Fill it in. It's a very basic form saying that, you know, they would like to join the class action because of uh, uh, disabilities and they might want to uh, identify their disabilities. They don't have to. Uh, but if they do uh, submit that form, we will add them to the membership of the of the class, and uh, hopefully those people who are uh, members of the class will all receive the benefits equally when the court when the court gives a decision.
0: So that's Mitri Lawyers M I T R Y Lawyers dot com dot A U. Yes, that's that's uh, exactly it. Okay, mitrylawyers.com.au and uh, look on that website for the, the class action information and uh, you'll be able to join that class action to try and ascertain if those over 65 can receive the NDIS benefits as well. Rick, thank you very much for your time today. Good luck in your uh, pursuits and we will follow this uh, with great interest.
2: And thank you very much, John and Brad. It's really an incentive and motivation when we hear from people like you.
0: Well, Brad, uh, that's interesting. Uh, what do you think the chances are of the the government doing, uh, you know, the the doorstop at the at the court door and saying, "Now, hang on, you know, we let's sort settle this before we go to court."
1: I think there's always a chance. Uh, the government doesn't like the negative publicity, but the money is so great. That I'm just not sure that they will do that before the court case goes ahead Mm. we'll have to wait and see
0: we'll follow it with interest and uh, you as well no doubt with uh, with your articles absolutely and if you'd like to read brad's article that's in your life choices uh, go to the your life choices website under podcasts you'll see notes there and we'll provide a link to brad lockyer's ndis discussion with rick Mitri. Brad, thanks again for joining us today. We really do appreciate it.
1: Not a problem. Thanks for having me.
0: Brad Lockyer, one of the journalists from Your Life Choices, and this is me, John Deeks, hoping that you stay well and happy and please stay with us for more podcasts here at Your Life Choices.